Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The best and worst jobs we've ever had. All that and George Niang. Yeah, from the Cleveland Cavaliers. He joins us on the emerging podcast scene presented by Extend Technologies. The first four hours were simply in a moose-bouche. I'm stuffed. I can't remember the last time I ate this much. Sure you don't want no dessert? Not for me. Yeah, I'm good. Your table is ready for Carmen and Lima's emerging podcast scene. We're brought to you by Extend Technologies, X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. There's already still a bunch of people who want to reference uh, Deshaun Watson's toughness on the show tomorrow. I think that's ridiculous. Yeah, I know. But... I think that's ridiculous. I think that well, is get ready. lowest common denominator stuff. It was bizarre this week. There's no doubt everything that transpired was bizarre. We went over it to death on the show today. I don't think the coach did him any favors with the discussion about it afterwards. No. I am a little more confused today than I was heading into the chaotic weekend of news that was coming out about Deshaun Watson. I mean, think about the way that right before the game, about two hours before the game, uh, more than that, when uh, two hours before he showed up to the building, you had Diana Rossini, you had Kim Kimberly Martin. You had these reports starting to come out about how he was feeling. And to go from there to can't throw the ball 10 yards, that's just a, something I'll never be able to understand. Yeah. I uh I don't know, but there's people who have their they have their questions. And I don't know what to do about it other than to tell them I don't know the guy, but I don't think he would just not play football. Mm-hmm. Right? Am I right? That's never been his MO ever. Okay. I mean, they, and again, Kevin did, like people are going, this is something no one's talking about. No, we're talking about it like crazy. He allowed Baker Mayfield to make his own decision. And he let Deshaun Watson make his own decision. So there you go. It, it, it didn't come off great, but there you go. That's the way it is. So now Deshaun Watson is going to have to say something on his own behalf. Probably next week he's probably not going to talk to anybody. What about the pod? What, what do you mean on the pod? You want him on the pod? Oh, I would love to show what's on our pod, okay. but they do their own pod. Him he, and Quincy Avery is quarterback coach. Okay. When does that come out again? Whenever they feel like it. Oh, man. And it it's not been good, consistent on the release. Wait, Double A said, though, you have to download the app There's now. They're not putting app. it on YouTube. They still put it on YouTube, but it's a couple days later, I guess. I will not be downloading the app. Why not? That's content. Should I download the I app? I will not be downloading the app. Can you tell us why? Tough talking Owen has entered the chat. Hello, good morning. 
You're not getting me to get your little application just because you're going to do a one podcast whenever you feel like it. There you go. I'll that's, just wait for YouTube. That's Owen Lottman. Boom shakalaka. It's like when people, there's a ton of people that do the pay our Patreon. I know you've listened to our podcast mm-hmm. for eight years. Pay our Patreon and get it three days earlier. Cool. I'll just wait three days. Uh-oh. So you don't support the yeah, arts. Yeah, but like, yeah, I'll tell you this. That's kind of it. I really don't care about on, the arts. On Conrad Tops and stuff, you do get a lot of extra stuff if you pay. Yeah. You get a lot of extra stuff, apparently, if you too. pay. But that's like the, so Smartless, one of the biggest podcasts right now, right? They will, on Mondays, I think, is when they release. And then on Thursdays, they'll go, here's who's on the podcast next week. You could hear it today. Like, yeah. Or I could just go about my life for three days and then just listen to it on Monday. People, speaking of Smartless, real quick diversion. People, I don't even know what that is. People are starting to turn on Jason Bateman. And who's that? I'm seeing this on. Teen Wolf 2? I'm seeing this on the message words, Ozark. Oh, I'm starting to see this. Michael Blue and people are like, "That's right." I have, I've heard this about this guy, and it's okay. celebrities, athletes, musicians, talk Anthony show Lima. hosts, yeah, sports boy Tony. It's about it's about everybody, sports and between. I I just love how in 2023, like anybody thinks they're going through a career where they're unscathed. Yeah. Everybody has been a jerk to somebody they work with, whether it's under them or above them or on the same level as them. Everybody's going to be a jerk at some point. People have bad days. Every time I see this with anybody, he's a jerk. I heard he did this to his assistant. I heard he 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 bitched about his parking spot. Yeah, everybody has a bad day. Everybody has many bad days. Some more than others. Most days Depending are your, bad days. Most days are probably bad days. And yes, even for rich people. Yes. Yes, believe it or not. Some may say more money, more problems. I've heard that uh, for a long time. I imagine that is the case. And then those same people, when they do have the good days and they're talking about how great their life is, they're probably only doing that to mask how bad their life is at all times. Oh, that's a great point. And so they're going to turn. They're going to turn on people that they are If you would just offer up and go, guys, I have a great life. Well, I I didn't ask you. Well, Well, think about it this way. Think about your family, especially if you're a good family person. How many good days are there with your family? Yeah, you could sit One there. A week. You could sit there and say, "Oh, Christmas time, we all get really sappy, and it's 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 like the uh, Folgers in your cup commercial where Jake comes home from college, and it's great to see everybody, and the snowfall is coming down, and this is what our family's all about." And then in reality, it's like that Christmas episode of The Bear. Where the One mother the eventually drives right seen. through, yeah. right through the, the house. Never saw the bear. It's one of the most chaotic episodes of any show I've ever seen in I've my life. Watched that specific to, episode four, which times. I don't believe you because the dysfunction I had and the to. noise of that episode was way, way too much. I had for me. a lot time for it. I had to sit down and say, "This is what we're doing today. Don't be distracted by things." But what I'm getting at is, if you're that way with your family, think of how many bad days you have your family. You don't think you're going to be that with your coworkers? And then if you do have something bad to say about a coworker, or maybe you by accidentally text them when you're trying to text about them, thank God I've never no, done that. done that. Now all of a sudden you're a bad guy Wait, for life? Wait, you have done that. I've done it a thousand You've times. you done it to me this morning. I'm actually proud that I haven't done it in a long period of time. And You've then, said and, that to me at a dinner. And it's that I haven't been caught. So all I'm saying is think about your daily interactions and how they're perceived and then you want to go off on a celebrity because you heard two anecdotes about what a dick they were. 
Yeah, I'm sure Ellen DeGeneres with all the get the button. I'm sure Ellen DeGeneres with all all her ego Why and at he, the same time all her responsibilities. Of all the words, that's the word. That yeah. you just can't filter. I just don't get why that's a bad word. That's not a that's not the a bad word. The best was I hit the button on Monday. Was it Monday or was it Friday? And, and you just the, went like I just called a foul. Good, like, but... It was amazing. <laughs> it was like I called three seconds and Lyman goes, Oh, throws his arms up in the air. You look like Bryce Harper you. getting called strike three and yep. tossing your helmet oh, over. He, the- he was going to get close <laughs> on that. That's amazing. It is amazing. I always remember Nick Fink, who has two wonderful children and a wife now. I hope he's oh, doing well. I haven't talked to Nick in a while. All your success. Nick uh, dumped me. Flamethrower on social media, though. Oh, he is. <laughs> Nick dumped me like twice. <laughs> and I got, re- this was like on a Saturday show. I used to host a show on Saturday called The Hangover. And it was like, because I, when I worked nights, he had to work on Saturday afternoon. So I'd work, I would try to get Andy to put me on at 10. Because I was like, well, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it right. I'm going to call it the hangover. And Nick would run my board, and Nick dumped me like twice. And the second time, I went nuts. And he was such an umpire about it. Like, he's just like, don't care. Don't care. And it made me even angrier. And Nick just goes, go tell, and I, because I've done this to other people, because Nick was right, and it shut me right up. Nick goes, go tell Tom Herschel what you and I just did, and go tell, go, let me find out whose side he takes. <laughs> and I was like, man, you are right. Fine. I'm sorry. He goes, I know it. Now get ready for the next segment. He was very short, very terse about it, and I knew he was right, and I stood down. It's like Drake's called today when I'm going, you're wrong, you know you're wrong, stand down. And he wouldn't stand down. I loved Nick Fink behind the scenes here at the radio station. Nick was great. I would always he was a hoot. go up. I would run my outrageous opinions, and they were a little more outrageous back in the day. I might have wanted to get noticed a little bit. Uh, I would run my outrageous. Not as outrageous as another guy I had one time. I would run my outrageous opinions by him as a soundboard. <laughs> And I just loved it because if I didn't get what I wanted out of him, I was like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta go back to the lab. I always like talking. I always like talking to Nick back here because Nick liked college football a lot and would talk about college football. So it was another person. I mean, I like Nick as a person, and obviously, you know, what I've dropped this twice now. I've dropped the toy twice. Can't play with it again. Um, I mean, I like Nick as a person, but I also like talking college football with another person, mm. like because it's like you, me, Keith. Yeah. Uh, Dustin's too busy, well, so you don't get a chance. Yeah. Every week and that's so you it. really can't get into a conversation with him. That's bit. That's about it. You, me, and Keith, yeah. who talk college football. Owen, kinda, but you eh. know what else I loved about no Nick? offense, Owen. Nick's stories from the road, and when I say the road, I mean the hotel. Yeah, and and I have to you say, you remember some of the Nick's, gossip, the juiciness well, that was in there remember, that one time. Ken Carmen's wife used to work in hotels. In hotels, and so if you've ever talked to anybody in the hotels. As somebody who obviously has spent a lot of time in hotels, everybody has, the seedy underbelly of the hotel industry, I don't care if it's a five-star or if it's a no-star, yep. it's a motel. The stuff that the people at the front desk are privy to are the most fantastic things you could ever imagine because uh, it's not just it's not just the elegance of some of the nice hotels. Some interesting uh, characters walk through those hotels yep. and some interesting transactions Happen in those hotels. Why do they happen there? Because they have to. Because they can't be anywhere else. And so what goes down at those hotels that the people behind the front desk are not naive about because they've seen it all. They've heard it all. They've gotten the phone calls at 4 in the morning for the complaints about what's going on in the hotel room next to them. 
they have seen every high school party, every college party, every mistress, yep. every uh, at some of the hotels, as you might have seen a press release yesterday and a big news story yesterday, as some of the great stings that happen in the hotels. Let me tell you, you talk to somebody who has an intricate knowledge of the hotel world, they've got better stories than almost any other career. I will always stand by that. Liz warned me about valet. I did everything I could to never valet. Why is that, Kenny? Um, you have no idea what those guys are going to do in your car. <laughs> and they'll do it. And why, They do not care. And why will they do it, Kenny? Because deviants, boredom. Name name your name it whatever, name it whatever. I mean deviants, whatever you can think of. That's why when you take a step back and you wonder, like we 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 get in these arguments um, about society and how we're always teetering. Just remember how all that you mentioned deviants. Mention just remember at every point in your life how different maturity level you were at, a different maturity level you were at. And remember, there were times in almost everyone's life when you were almost at, screw it. I don't like it here. I'm just passing the time by. Yep. And yet we have a fully functioning society. You've done that here at The Fan. With people at all these various levels that we're all dealing with and we're all making sure this whole thing yep. is upstanding and doesn't fall down on a whim. That's why, and I'll tell you what, if you want to talk about people who worked with you that hate you, <laughs> You go ask anybody who worked at the TJ Maxx and Montrose <laughs> from about 2009 <laughs> to 2011, and they will tell you their most hated coworker, with the exception of Jordan and with the exception of Brian downstairs, who's a sales guy here who used to be one of the people. And they, they loved him. Everybody else hated my guts. They hated my guts. <laughs> I mean, I would go in there every day. And it sucked the soul out of me to pull into that parking lot and to know, like, it was one of those jobs, Tone. Like, there's some jobs you're like, oh, my God, the day's done. Like, the pizza shop job, when I worked at the pizza shop. I loved my pizza job. Dude, it was great. And I would be done. I mean, you would, you'd blink and the night be over. The night be over. It was a great job. You look forward to it. But there would be times, like, you did that thing where you were like, all right, I'm clocking in. It's 7 a.m. First break's coming up at 10 you know, going to do this. You're counting down all this stuff. Okay, this had to, And I would keep my phone. I'd put my phone in my locker because I didn't want to see the time. And, I mean, you play these tricks to yourself like, okay, I did this. This had to have been 30 minutes. Okay, this had to be. And, dude, like 15 minutes have gone by. <laughs> and I would like, okay, I'm going to check the clock now. And it was like 723. And I'm like, oh, my God. And you were there until I, I would work like 7 to 3. And, like, the truck would come. And once that truck was gone, it was, I was like, Prison can't be this bad. Prison cannot be this bad. All these women here, they hated my guts because I hated that job so much. I was thankful to get the money to How make the, to have you? the job. I was in college. Yeah. I was just getting ready to graduate college, and I knew I wasn't going to get a full-time job right out. So I'm like, you, you better make the ends meet right now because I can't just go home and live with mom and dad just yet. I can't do it. So I had a very nomadic existence because when I just graduated college, I did not know Liz yet. So I had my room at home that I would stay at. Let's no, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I graduated in May, 09. Then I knew I had my lease until August. So I had May, June, July, August. I had like 
till like the beginning of August. So I had about three months, right? About a three-month window in 09. And so I stayed in that lease as long as I could. And then I, I moved all my crap back into my parents' house. And I mean, when I just say, like, I, I went in, I took everything in my truck, all my possessions. I had an S10 at the time. I made, like, two trips. I lived on Brown Street in Akron. This is my college apartment. I made two trips, and I mean, I just threw it in the room. I had no intention of staying there. I just threw it in the room because I, I knew I was going to do Rubber Ducks games. I was going to work at the radio station, and I was going to unload trucks. And so that was my existence. And then I basically, I would get, I had to, like, change address from mail to my parents' house. And at that time, it was... I'd stay at my parents a couple of nights a week, and then I would stay in other places. And I slept on couches because I just did not want to be like, all right, I'm going home, and that's it. I was terrified to do it because it's like once you're home, you're home, and I'm not going to do anything with this. It happens to a lot yeah. of people. And so it just so happened I got very lucky, and it all kind of worked out. But, man, I had that job, and I hated it that job's guts and everybody at that job with the exception about you know what mrs duncan was very nice to me and i think mrs mead tolerated me and mr drain was a really nice guy because i used to go no yeah mr drain because i used to go mr dream and me i used to sing to the muzak and i will still get it like almost i don't like overusing the term ptsd because i you know it's like eh, there's some people who got some really strong ptsd about some very serious things but I will get flashbacks. Certain songs come on, and I'm like, ah, oh, this is a TJ Maxx song. I bet you have dreams, too, don't this you? This is a TJ Maxx song. you have dreams I've had of no going dreams. right back I've there? I've had no dreams really? about TJ Maxx. Zero. Dude, I've had... I've had Not that I know of. Not that I know of. I have had dreams. Mine going. are all about Marshalls. <laughs> Gabe, no, not Gabe's. What's the other? There's another. Gabe, Home Goods. Gabe's is one. Home Goods. Gold Circle. Gold Circle. I, I have dreams about, at, at Berkshire Hills, starting on a busy Saturday... Tea times every seven minutes. You're mm. supposed to be eight minutes. We Ooh. did seven because wow. that got more money in the door. Yep. You can't, it doesn't work. Seven minutes on a golf course do not work. The course is piled up and people are miserable four holes in on a very busy <sighs> summer Saturday. And I have those dreams, they're really nightmares of going back with the clipboard, having to talk to everybody. And remember, you just said you had to put your phone away when you're doing tea times. You are checking in with every group, whether on the driving yeah. range, the putting green, inside the pro shop, down uh, trying That's to a very busy day. Trying to bring their illegal coolers with their illegal alcohol that we are trying to get them to buy from our pro shop. Instead, they are cheap. And Berkshire beers wasn't that expensive anyway. On the weekends, I think the price went up. Oh really? But, yeah. But people would try to stuff their coolers with all their from home alcohol. That they would take on the course and get wasted. Bathtub brew. Where they eventually would use all that alcohol to fuel a bunch of the turfing of the greens and all fighting the other patrons. All sorts of chicanery, the amount of fights that I would see. And so my dreams to turn into nightmares are me going back there, trying to find groups, getting yelled at for the tea box, being open, and having people miss their tea times, then having other people come in and try to start fights. It was a chaotic time. By the way, I liked that job. I <laughs> loved that job because I felt like the mayor. I knew every single car. I knew by, by remember, I worked there 10 years. I knew by the car yeah. that pulled up the driveway who was there, who I could pair up with who, who was in which league, making sure who liked the number six for their cart. They had their favorite cart. I'd go dig it out or I'd give the cart boy two bucks to go find that cart and bring yeah. it out and say, keep the money just to take care of the golfers. 
you have the whole plan of attack. Like you, you have everybody who's on the program. You know exactly what's happening. Certain people are on credit. Hey, get me next time because uh, I know they take care of me. Mm-hmm. I do miss that. I do miss that. If I if I were to leave this business and I didn't have a family mm-hmm. and didn't care about money and I just wanted to have a good time at my job and go out and golf and drink with the league guys, if that world still existed, I would go right back to it. What job have you had that you would like make a go of it? That you've you've had the job. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I'm like, okay, I guess I could try to open up a pizza shop. I think it'd be tough, but I could try to do it. I was just talking about the that with somebody the other day, the pizza shop thing. Because there's a turnkey operation available in Tremont, and me oh, and some buddies no. were looking at it, and mm-hmm. I said the problem is you got to be there. You can't open it up and trust other people. Your Fridays, Saturdays, Sundays, holidays, yep. Super Bowl Sundays, Christmas. You better be there. Dude, my buddy, his own brother robbed from him. Well, like, yeah, yeah, his yeah. own brother. And I mean, if your own brother, like my my boss Scott was the best boss. Dude, he'd take us to Mountaineer. He was the best boss. He was great, dude. He was great. He knew because it was like he he lived a little bit of a wild life, and so he knew like me and my buddy Matt. We were you know we were just high school kids, ass it off, and he knew like these kids might be doing some stuff in here after hours. So I'm just gonna act like I don't know. <laughs> But he's like, basically, it was like, if your dad ever catches, if like the use dad and if dad ever catches you, you guys are in a boatload of trouble. And he did one time and it was a boatload of trouble. Um, but he's like, these kids might be goofing off here after hours. I'm like, I'm 15 years old. And I've told you some of the greasiness, things like that. But I love that pizza shop. And I knew because of him, I respect him so much. I still talk to Scott to this day and his wife, Natalie. I love them both. I respect him so much that I hung on his every word. So it's crazy. Like, he made my buddy Matt. I remember the – I was thinking about this just the other day. I seethed with jealousy my buddy Matt, who lives in Medina. He he runs, like, a financial place up here, and he has more money than God. And he made – which was the right decision by him. He made Matt one of the managers. And I had to work under Matt. I'm six months older than Matt. And I got pissed. I was really mad. And I seethed with jealousy. And the one day, Matt got really loaded and call, called up at like 3 a.m. He's like, I ain't coming into work tomorrow. And my buddy Scott's like, my boss Scott was like, dude, it's 3 a.m. The place don't open until 2. It's because it's a Sunday. He didn't open up until Sunday at mm. 2. And he was yelling at him. And then I get a call. I'm with Matt. Matt's smashed. I'm smashed. Scott calls me. goes, where are you at right now? I'm like, I'm sleeping. I'm not sleeping. I'm smashed with Matt. It's three in the morning. He's like, can you work for Matt tomorrow? And I'm like, yeah. And I had to go in. I mean, open a close. It was, it's an eight hour shift, two to 10, but you're there. Actually, you're there at like 1230. Cause you got to get the oven going yeah, and prep. all this stuff. And I'm doing all this stuff. I'm like, I'm showing him. The sauce. I'm showing he made the biggest effing mistake in the world by hiring Matt. He actually made a really good decision hiring Matt. And I'm a more emotional person. So he probably, probably wouldn't have been a good decision for me, but I, because I respected Scott so much, I learned what it took to make dough. The pricing for everything, the price per pound for cheese being brought in, what goes on a pizza, the profit margins on mm-hmm. what it takes to make a pizza, how much Coke should be in. Excuse me? Not, yeah. How, excuse me. How much soft drink should be in per squirt, a the whole thing. My pizza. About how to turn a profit in a pizza shop. Were you and, reading the pizza trades that were coming in? Oh, yeah. We got P- the pizza oh, trades. Yeah. PMQ. Yeah. I had a the quarterly. I had PMQ, brother. So I would sit there and read PMQ. 
and got into all of it. And what it did, it was great for him because he's got 15-year-old me getting a personal buy-in. And then the best thing ever, I'm like, all right, I'm done here because I got kind of pissed off at Matt. And so I decided I was going to get a job at a grocery store. Now, I'm not going to say that grocery store because they do advertisements on the station or at least one of the four here. But I got a job at a grocery store, and it was a cool job. I remember my neighbor, Carl, the, the World War II veteran, was like, oh, you got a real job now. And I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, that restaurant stuff. Now you're – he's a 90-something-year-old he's World War II veteran at the time. Like, restaurants can be fine work, but let's, that's the way he – That's he was a man in the 40s and 50s. Like, it was different for those people then. <laughs> and uh, I worked there. And I remember, I, I, so I worked there all the way up to the start of college, and I got into a fight with the manager, and I, it was my last day. And he's, I remember he was going, you know, if you walk out of here, you can never work here again. And I was so like, whatever, man. And I went right over to the pizza shop. Scott's like, yeah, put you back on, because he was happy, because he knew I was going to not screw him over, and everything was there. And so I worked there through through a little bit of college, and I got that job at the Stone Plant facilities at Akron, which was fun because then I just lived too far away. I couldn't make it down all the time. But I love that job. I love that pizza. That pizza shop's still down there. I can't say what name, but it's it's down there, and I love it. I love that place. It was great. I just, I, it's amazing that you hear people that are so miserable with their like high school jobs, college jobs. I loved the pizza place. I loved I the loved golf it. course. I love talking to people. I love to see the angles, always the angles, the golfers. That's what probably started 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 me down that track of talking back to people Ooh. in a big way because I would see we had golfers the try to pull the. I, it probably happened to me seven times in the years I worked there where someone's like, "Hey, I gave you a hundred. That's no, right. you didn't. No, you didn't. No, you didn't give me a hundred. You know how I know that? Because look right here in my register. I hide the hundreds. When I get the hundreds, I put them on the bottom. Other roles, I never put a hundred on top for a reason. So where's my hundred? Where where's my hundred? No, I gave you a hundred. You must have it. Oh, so now you're accusing me of taking your hundred. You know, there's cameras here, and the cameras didn't work. Yeah. But I pointed to the cameras and said, "Let's go look at the tape." I would tell the guys, so I'd call the bluff, and I was like, I always like, I hope they don't call my bluff. Yeah. That the cameras don't work. I said, "Let's go. Let's go in the back. Let's go watch the cameras. You and me right now, okay? And I'm gonna go get. I'm gonna call my boss. Oh my. God. And then they go. You know what? I'm so sorry. I don't know what I was thinking. I had that hundred earlier today. Basically, caught him, oh caught him, and God. they'd come back. They'd come back. Like how humiliating! I no just shame. Call, you had Shameless. you had an eighteen-year-old or a nineteen-year-old catch you and call you out in front of people. By the way, we have lines. There's people waiting. That's not happening. A little mountain buddy boy. <laughs> no, I mean seriously. Wow, seriously. And to see see that stuff and just people. And then you know, I'd catch I'd catch our cart girls stealing. They didn't even know how to steal right. They didn't even know. So, you know, we're sitting there at the end of the day on a busy Saturday, and they, they did their whole finagling of charging, you know, they charged less and called it a league beer or whatever, and it wasn't, so they could pocket the rest of the money. And I was like, hey, we didn't have leagues. What are you doing? Like, mm-hmm. if you're going to, I would tell them, how much money do you need? Like, you, you just, our boss is great. She gave you 50 bucks last week just because we had all these outings, and now you're going to steal from her? Like, that's what I would do. And then they wouldn't. Then they'd, they'd feel stupid about it. You were close with your boss. Yeah. Was your boss, at any times, did they ever take it out on you? Did it feel? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, that you run, run the highs and the lows. And then when things weren't going so well, when the cars weren't coming in, when those tips stopped, 
those we call them fifty dollar Saturdays and Sundays because yeah. it's like food is moving, drinks are moving, we yeah. got people, phones ringing, outings are getting booked. Here's fifty dollars. Here's fifty dollars. Like it would just be that. That's it was awesome. like we were running around with money. On the flip side, when the rain came, when the cold weather came, when the outing it, canceled nothing. last minute, and we had a contract, but we can't really enforce some of the contract. Eh, some of that stuff dried up, and then yeah, they take it out on you. That sucks. We had we had a couple times like you. We have George Niang coming on in a little bit. Yeah, we? we got George yeah. Niang coming on. Um, there were a couple times I remember there was <laughs> there was this situation. This guy that we we'd still talk about it to this day. So it's something as simple as chicken wings, right? Because you had your regular customers. Like I remember Mr. Sachs who passed away. His name was Saxvik, and he was cool. He called me Stevie because one time we had Stevie Ray Vaughan blaring. Like I think it was 98.5 was on, and it was blaring, and I was singing, and I didn't know anybody else was there. And, of course, I'm standing around Mr. Saxvik. like, hey, and he's doing like this dance. It was crazy. And then we had uh, Mr. Coe. Uh, there was Mr. Jackson, and it was always, he wanted it very, very, very well done. And he go, that's three varies. I mean, he would open up the box, like the first time I ever worked there, like he would open up the box and goes, nope, do it again. And it, it, once, once you got his pizza down, he was nice to you. But he treated you like bleep at the very beginning. Like there was no assing off with his pizza. He wanted it specifically the way it was meant to be done, which now as a grown man, I really respect. When I was 15 years old, I thought it was a giant pain in the ass. But now mm-hmm. as a grown man with kids and a family, I go, all right, that guy just liked the way he was. I was too young to realize it. We had a thing as simple as chicken wings once. The chicken wings came in a regular styrofoam horizontal container, right? You could say like a sandwich container, right? And me and this kid Max were working there, and I put, you put three scoops of the hot sauce in. Well, I forgot, and he forgot, or no, he forgot. What happened was he put three scoops of hot sauce in there. I didn't see anything. I put three scoops of hot sauce in there. Then he put three more scoops oh, of hot boy. sauce in there. He didn't know. That's nine scoops. You put the you put the wings in the thing, and you would take the like the cellophane paper, mm-hmm. not cellophane, but the uh, wax paper. Wax yeah, paper. Wax. You put your hand over it, and you and then you would put the wax paper down and pour it right so in there. You didn't do the buckets. Easy. You did. No. You did the wax. It was in there, but. When he did it, he closed it back up. Well, this thing is swimming in hot sauce. <laughs> the old man who comes and gets the wings picks it up, and he picks it up where the bag will hang. He picks it up, and all this sauce <laughs> goes right through the bag, dripping all over the place. And my boss, this is during like a Friday night, slammed, orders out the ass, and he lost his effing mind. He didn't say a word to Max. He was standing right in front of me. He made me feel about that big. Like, and I at the time, like I'm a high school kid. I'm I'm playing football. It's the middle of winter. And he's looking up at me and cussing me, red face, clean out. I do this for you, I do that for you, and that's how you effing repay me. And he's just He's under the gun, and I don't understand. And I'm just standing there. He knows I can take it. He knows I'm going to take it, and he let me have it. I'll, I'll never forget that to that day. a good lesson. It made me better. It made me better. But I never forgot that to that day. I go, man, if I did that to anyone, like if, if someone did that to anybody else now, they'd just leave them. they just walk out or, or swing on them. Never was going to do that. All right. We go from Tough Talk with Pizza Shops to Tough Talk with George Niang. Are you ready for the George Niang interview? I'm excited about this. I want to hear what he has to say. It was fantastic. We'll talk about the fake Urban Myers coming up on uh, fake Urban Meyer rumors coming up on Thursday. Basically, some people bought into that he was interested in Michigan State.
I mean, he's a name out there. People with money, and Michigan State has money. It's going to be interested in him. So we'll talk more about that coming up. Right now, George Niang with me from Media Day yesterday on the emerging podcast scene presented by Extend Technologies. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. George Niang joining us here on the show. Thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. How you feeling physically? I'm great. I'm great. I'm super excited. I'm, I'm ready to get it rolling tomorrow. So how many years has this been now for you? I'm going into year eight. Can you believe it? I who, thought it was who, year eight. Who I want to make thunk sure. It, man? So you're going into year eight. Yeah. What has changed for you from year one to year eight to where you're at now? Uh, well, obviously you're here in your. Yeah, area. I was going to say the scenery. Yeah. Uh, I started just just a little <laughs> west of here in uh, in uh, in uh, Indiana, my first year of my career, and then I was in Utah, Philly, and now Cleveland. And I think just you know, trucking along and staying consistent, doing the the small things, talking a little, <laughs> running my mouth, and. I'm glad we're recording this, yeah, by the way. <laughs> it, it's got me this far. Am I not allowed to swear? I'm the worst. No, huh? you're fine. We'll oh, edit it okay. out. There we go. They'll hear, they'll hear the bleep, and then, yeah, they'll be Perfect. fine. They'll Everything's going to be good. So I fit right in. That's kind of like Cleveland culture right there. A lot of guys say, a lot, especially today, the Browns lost yesterday, so Ooh. people call up, and yeah. we have to dump many. Um, so this is City 4. Yes. What do you look for in a city to kind of make yourself comfortable? Um, you know, I, I think I'm a pretty authentic, real person, yeah. and uh, a blue-collar city like Cleveland is something that I really, you know, gel with. You know, people that I can go out and 
see well I'm out to eat and you know you, you get the realness of me and I get the realness of you there's yeah. no BS in that and Cleveland's going to tell you how they feel like you said when they call in with the Browns and they're going to tell me if I'm not making shots and I'd rather you tell me how you really feel than tell me I'm great and let me go out there and, and uh, fall on my face so I like a, a blue collar city and, and a place that tells you how, how it is. It was amazing because for a second I'm going well they, they give the Cavs a little bit more latitude than they would the Browns I mean we're a little bit more understanding but at the same time I'm going Eh, I don't know the playoffs last year and how things went. I don't know. It might be a little bit different. I mean, you've you've played on teams that have had a lot of pressure. Yeah. How do you impart your experience with that to these guys? Because for a lot of these guys, last year in the playoffs, that was their first experience. Yeah. No, playoff experience is a real thing, right? Yeah. I've learned so much from my first year being in the playoffs to you know last year when I lost in Game Seven in, in Round Two. Uh, there's so much to learn, and playoff experience is real. Um, so I'd be, I'll be the first to tell you, the guys that had their first taste of playoff basketball last year are going to be prepared when it comes around this year. Um, like I said, playoff experience is real. And, uh, you know, you kind of got to use that to your advantage. You know, you, the whistles that you're getting during the regular season aren't the whistles that you're getting yeah. um, in the playoffs. And the tone that you have to set of being physical and letting the other team know, like, you're not going to be walking through the paint um, untouched. Mm -hmm. um, there's just a tone that you have to set in the playoffs. And, um, you know, I was saying this before when someone was talking to me, but the talent you have on this roster is like, how could you not be excited to get things rolling with this team? Uh, you tweak a little things here and there, and I think the sky's the limit for this team. You have so much talent. We have so many weapons. It's like you can't stop everyone. The physical change, I should say the physicality change from the regular season, is there like a ramp up at all? It may be April where guys start to throw a little bit more, or is it yeah, just like right when the playoffs start? Uh, well, my experience with it is, you know, it's going from like uh, tag football to tackle football, yeah. you know, and, and it's on the concrete. So you may get tackled down on the ground and scrape your knee, and they might something might not get called, but you got to get up, and it's always the next play and not have compounding mistakes. Every moment matters in the playoffs, and I've realized that, you know, going forward in my career, and obviously I've come up short. I haven't won a championship, but when you, like I said, when you look at this roster, uh, this is an exciting roster, and I think we can do a lot of special things. You know, we looked at a place like Philadelphia as a measuring stick yeah. organization for, for us. You know, media fans looking at it like every time we played the Sixers, it was yeah. like, all right, we're going to see where we stand here with these yeah. guys and be all you guys. What was your, what was the reputation of the Cavs when you played in Philadelphia? Yeah, you guys were a thorn in our side, that's for sure. I mean, you're a team that obviously was young, um, didn't have as much experience as we had. You know, we had. Yeah, of course. Uh, or they had, because I'm not we. We're not with them anymore. <laughs> um, but, you know, you know, obviously didn't have the experience, but would play hard as heck every single night and had so much talent. You know, you let DG get off. You let Donovan get off. You're in, you know, for a long night. Then Karras is coming in, you know, making threes. And Evan is dunking with J.A. And I think the way we looked at it was they were young, but if you don't come out and you aren't on your P's and Q's, they will beat you. And I remember walking off this court being beat by 35 points. Um, and I was like, wow, this, this team is for real. So, hey, I know everything gets started tomorrow, but what is your interpretation? Is there, is there anything maybe you didn't know about J.B. Biggerstaff that you know now? Or is that going to probably be a question I might have to wait until December to ask you? You know, uh, I'm a basketball fanatic, right? So yeah. I've seen J.B. from Memphis to Houston to, you know, now here. 
and I think he demands, you know, greatness and, you know, excellence out of all his guys every single year, no matter, you know, what age you are or how, what you've done in the NBA. He's going to demand the best out of you night in and night out. And I think that's a tribute, you know, to who he is, his character, how he was, how he was brought up, you know, with his dad being a coach. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you look at the teams that he's turned around and obviously the proof is in the pudding. The guy knows what it takes, what he has to do behind closed doors to get his teams prepared to win. Um, you know, last year, I think the Cavs got off to an eight and one start. I remember in Philly, when I was in Philly, they didn't start off like that. And I'm like, what are they doing over there? In Cle- what is in the water in Cleveland that they're eight and one? So uh, he obviously has that fine tuned. Um, and I'm super excited with the pieces that we've added and playing alongside him that's going to demand the best out of me, that I'm going to de- demand the best out of my teammates night in and night out and uh, continue to win and, and win a championship here in Cleveland. George Niang joining us on the show on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. What do you think you do for this offense? What are you going to provide for this offense? Uh, is that a for real question? I have to ask. Oh, okay. I have to well, ask. They usually they brought me here to shoot. So if I say to dribble, are you going to roll your eyes at me? No. no. Um, yeah, to space the floor. I think the biggest thing for me is I have an attitude. I bring energy. I'm going to space the floor. I'm going to run my mouth. I'm going to be physical. Um, bring an energy to this team that you know I feel like it needs, and uh, make shots. I think that's the biggest thing for me. Is I'm self-aware. I know what I do. I don't dribble 14 times and try and shoot layups or dunk on people. I'm here to make threes and then turn around and tell you how I just made a three. So um, I love that I can do it for a city that's blue collar and passionate about their sports. I've gotten to see that, you know, with going to a couple Browns games here. And uh, like I said, I'm real excited to be in Cleveland because it just fits me and who I am. Just one more thing. I think Canton is most like Ames, Iowa. So really? if you want a taste of Ames, I'm trying to think of the other suburbs. I'm going, Cleveland Heights might be a little bit too big. <laughs> but uh, Canton's the most like Ames. Hey, well, then i got to get down there get a taste of home. Absolutely. George, thank you very much for the time. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 